This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host. And today I sat down with Christina Catherine McKinnis, and she is a podcaster. She's the host of the Bottled Blonde podcast, and she's also an influencer from Portland, Oregon, but she recently just moved to LA. And today we talk about it all. I mean, as we usually do, but today we really zone in on booze, boys, business, and blogging. What more can you ask for, in my opinion? And honestly, she's just so freaking fun. She's super bubbly. The conversation is engaging. It's very light yet informative. And like I said, we talk about it all. We talk about how she moved to LA in the middle of the pandemic and how she met her boyfriend on a dating app before she even moved to LA. And honestly, they have such a cute story. So can't wait for you to listen to that. But then also we talk about how she was a college blogger and obviously about five, six years ago, blogging and being an influencer on Instagram wasn't necessarily well known in terms of like a job. And I guess it wasn't as respected, I guess I should say, as it is now. Like obviously it is a legit job and it was a legit job back in the day as well. But I think there's a lot of preconceived notions that people had about blogging. And so she breaks down her experience and how she's been able to overcome any judgment from others and build a business through that. And she has her own agency and obviously a podcast and all of that. So we talk about how to get brand partnerships, what kind of brand partnerships there are, and we just kind of cover it all. So, so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Be sure to check out her podcast as well. I linked that all in the show notes below. And of course, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review. And it would really just mean the world to me if you could give me you know, those five stars, send it over my way because not only does it help more people to find my podcast, but you know, at the end of the day, I make this podcast for you guys. I want it to be a source of entertainment and also just a source of value in a certain sense. And so, yeah, that's basically my spiel. But before we get into it, obviously we have to do what was it for me this week and what was not it for me this week. And so what was not it for me this week, I'm really trying to think just off the top of my head. This is the most recent thing that happened. So we're just going to go with it. But it's currently Sunday. It is Sunday night. So if I sound a little tired, it's because I am. (laughs) But I just went out to dinner with my family to an Italian restaurant. It's Mother's Day right now. And usually I can eat at any Italian restaurant. Obviously, I love Italian food, but I'm also gluten-free. I have celiac disease and it's kind of difficult for me to eat or like go out to restaurants that only have pasta. And unfortunately, this restaurant only had pasta today. So your girl can eat a lot. Like I can literally out eat anyone. So I came to dinner fairly hungry and you know I really could only have a salad so I left a little hangry and no one ever wants to see me hangry all of my best friends know how I am when I'm hangry and it's not a look that's cute 
like it's just really not so to my future boyfriend like you always need to make sure I am full or at least never hungry because the claws will come out I'm sorry I'm just warning you so basically that was what was not it for me as of today but what is it for me is I'm actually going to California later this week I am actually having my graduation weekend a year later but whatever I'm not walking because I refuse to get up at 6 a.m to do something I really don't want to do I really just don't have the desire to walk I'm really over it honestly I'm over college I just kind of want to start a new life fully and I feel like I haven't even started a new life fully just because because I'm currently living at my parents, but you know, I really want to move to New York sometime, hopefully in the near future. So yeah, I am going this weekend though, just to see my friends and everything. And it is also my birthday on Wednesday, May 12th. And I'm turning 24 and I feel like that's old. I don't know. I feel like that's the age people actually start getting married. So that's a little terrifying because that's not happening to me in, you know, the near future at all. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I am excited to see my friends. So that is definitely what was it for me or what is it for me. And that's just a little bit what has been going on in my life, some things I'm looking forward to. And other than that, I think it's time to get into the podcast. So excited for you guys to listen to this one and let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host, and today, so excited to have Christina McKinnis. I hope I said that right. You nailed it one try. One uh, time you got it rocking. I love it. Amazing. Perfect. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. So welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I mean, I've obviously, you know, listened to a few of your podcasts before and I totally vibe with just your whole aesthetic. So (laughs) so excited to just, you know, chat a little bit more. But, you know, before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, why don't you just tell people, you know, what you're all about and what you do? Well, hello, babes. Um, I am Christina Catherine McGinnis, literally the longest Instagram handle known to man. I am the host of the Bottle Blonde podcast where we talk booze, boys, business, and beauty. We have a new drinking word every week because we are fond of our rosé and cocktails. And now Mm -hmm. bringing in a spicy marg vibe. I had a spicy marg over the weekend and it really just like revved my soul back up. I I understand that. It was so good. I was like, this is so needed. They threw a little guava in there. So we're all about the drinks. And then I am a blogger and content creator. I've been doing that for now, like four to five years, which is crazy. And then I have a digital agency where we do SEO, SEM, web design, social media management. And I launched that in 2020. And by the time in a year wrapped around um, by 2021 in January, literally this month, we've had over 100 clients, which is pretty crazy. That's amazing. Wow. And when did you start that? A year ago, you said? A year ago. Yeah. So last January. And what was funny, no joke, our first three months, I had like one client. Like I Mm -hmm. was nothing. I was like, all right, I need to like buckle down, hustle, get the shit rocking. So now we have a full digital team. We have social media managers. We've got a design team and a website team. So that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. And obviously, like, I totally want to get into that. But, you know, I know that you recently moved to LA. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are doing a lot of moving during this pandemic slash quarantine slash 
I don't even know what you call this now, <laughs> what's ever happening um, in the world, but you moved to LA. And, you know, I recently listened to a few of your podcasts and you mentioned just kind of the struggle of making friends, Bumble BFF, living alone. And I'd love to kind of get into that. And first off, how are you liking LA? I love it. So I've loved it here and like a very full circle story with the podcast. I know you're moving to. I back in so almost a year ago in well, I guess it is February now, February 1st. I know it's crazy. Um, So, so crazy. So like two, it would have been like two weeks into February of last year, me and my creative director for the podcast came to LA to record. And we were three blocks away from where I'm living currently to date. And I was like, I want to live here. Like I, <laughs> I definitely think I need to live here. Like LA is just such a vibe. There's so many creative people, like just way more than Portland. Um, and for me, I'm a very like sunshine girl. Like I'm just not mm-hmm. the girl who is going to be like in the house with the Carhartt trying to go on all these hikes. Like the most outdoorsy <laughs> that I got before COVID was a rooftop bar. So I am not going to go up to the gorge and like potentially slide off a hill. So yeah. I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I was just like, this is not for me. So I was like, LA is the vibe. I'm ready. Let's get it rocking. Let's do it. And so I just launched the agency, just graduated, was only a few me- months into podcasting and was like, okay, I'm I'm just going to do it. So I saved up and started putting money aside every month just in case really shit hit the fan. And, and then I moved. I came down in June by myself and searched like 10 to 12 apartments. A lot of them are virtual, especially in COVID. And then I signed one. And I was like, all right, let's do the damn thing. And then I moved like two months later. That's absolutely insane. And I mean, I moved also in June and you can probably relate, you know, during our time of life. I mean, I'm 23. I don't know. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay, 24. I know. So I feel like with college and then like post-grad, we move so much. So unfortunately, we kind of get accustomed to it, but it's still stressful with like a pandemic and everything. And did you know anyone though when you came down to LA? I did. I knew uh, quite a few people. So it was like a pretty solid transition. Um, One of my best girlfriends that I lived with in college for three years lives like four minutes away from me. One of my best friends from home had moved here a year before and she's walking distance. I have like friends and different kind of like a family we consider them family but they're friends that are like all Mm -hmm. around California so it was a pretty smooth transition I wasn't like oh my gosh I don't have friends or I was nervous about that at all which is funny and I'm a pretty like chatty chatty yeah so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like I I can chat with the wall (laughs) oh oh no I feel you I'm that person at the grocery store I mean this was more like pre-pandemic I'm a little hesitant to do it now just because you know people in their personal space nowadays. I understand though, obviously, but I don't want to kind of invade anyone's personal space. So I'm that kind of girl though, who will walk up to anyone in the grocery store and ask them all the questions and just oh, yeah. talk about I anything. I'm here for it. No, the 100%. So I feel like, yeah, with you too, like I'm sure moving to New York because you're so chatty too, like you'll be totally fine. Do you know a lot of people in New York? Oh, you said yeah, you're so, here, right? Yeah, I have my family there. And then also, I mean, through podcasting and just meeting people through, I guess, social media. I know a lot of people that way. And also I'm actually moving with one of my friends who also does podcasting. Oh my so. gosh, that's amazing. That's going to be I so know. much fun for you guys. You guys are, I, know. I, I can't wait to see. I'm I know, the roaring 20s. 
the Roaring Twenties better like come because I'm ready for it. I'm so ready. I'm like, re- I was saying that the other day. I was like, this is like the Twenties, like right after everything happened and like the 1900 mm-hmm. realm. Like literally, they were like ready to go. So I'm like, where is the sparkle and the satin? I want to go to Gatsby's party and like, no, let's get well, it. Like- LA, I feel, is the perfect place to be living now. Like, obviously, we have to ride this out for a little bit more. I'm trying to be cautious with my estimation and say, Uh you know what, maybe another year. But 2022, I think, is when it's going to probably, fingers crossed, take off. And like, LA is the perfect place to be because, you know, you have the Hollywood glitz and glamour. And hey, if you, it's very easy to just, once you're out and about back in the day when I used to go out in LA, I would bump to people all the time and it's so easy to just kind of like make friends that way yeah so I have faith that you'll be able to completely just like live it up yeah I'm gonna be so excited well and New York too I feel like those are like the places that's like my I decided like either it was gonna be New York or LA and yeah I've always I mean New York just has such a vibe LA has such a vibe so it'll be it'll be good once things open but it's actually kind of nice right now because I'm super work focused Mm -hmm. and instead of being like thrown into like let's party, let's do all the events, let's do like XYZ. Because I'm like the type of girl who will literally GM pack my schedule from like 6am to like midnight and be like, let's do it again. (laughs) So yeah, no, I mean, I'm the same way. So it's nice in a way to have this period of our life to like really buckle down and like focus. And then hopefully, you know, once everything's over, we're going to be able to like hit the ground running. But like, I know you mentioned that on your podcast, you mentioned a lot about boys, booze, business and all the other B words related <laughs> to that. And I'm curious, have you gone on any dates since living in LA? So actually before I moved to LA, when I was apartment hunting, I matched with the guy who was in that next room over there. Oh my gosh. And um, we matched on Hinge and he had like liked one of my pictures, said something funny or witty. And I was like, whoa, like he's kind of cute. Like, and I looked through his pictures and he'll probably laugh at this if he hears it. But literally all of his pictures looked like they were from like a different generation. Like we had. (laughs) Like one that was, you could tell was kind of recent. And then the rest of them, I'm like, I, how old, how old are you? Like, I was like, I don't know. But I was looking through and I was like, oh, he's cute there. And he's cute there. Oh, and I like that shirt. And so he, he was like, let's like hop on a phone call. So we hopped on a zoom and I was like, whoa, that he's got it going on. There's like all these buildings in the back. He's in like a button collared shirt, super hot. And I was like, I'm getting a little (laughs) hot and sweaty in here. And then we ended, just didn't stop talking. So until I'm moved in August at the end of August. Mm-hmm. So from June to August, we just went on Zoom dates every week. We had like little wine tasting. We'd have dinner together. And it was crazy because I'm the type of girl who's like, I've never done that. And yeah. most of the time you're going to like, okay, three to five messages. You're like, do you want to go out for a drink or whatever? But we couldn't do that since we were literally in different states because I was back in Portland. Yeah. So for two months, we essentially virtually dated. And then the first time that we met in person, he met me my parents are movers because we were moving into my apartment and our first (laughs) date was literally on my balcony surrounded by moving boxes and eating like sushi with our hands that's actually kind of adorable (laughs) i'm down for it we've been dating ever since so um yeah it's official Yep, it, it is official. Yeah, so he's he's traveled to Portland with me. We've gone to Cabo. We've taken little mini trips. We just got back from Palm Springs, and yeah, just just loving life. He's amazing. 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I feel like that's so, I mean, they say like when it's meant to be, it comes really naturally. And I mean, the fact that he lives in your building, I would say that is pretty natural, you know? Oh, he, no, actually we met, so he doesn't live in my building. He lives in oh, Santa Monica, and, but we just met while I was literally hunting for apartments on Hinge. So we were in a close enough area that it was like, oh, like see who this is, see who this is. And then oh, we matched and okay. started chatting. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, that's still where it still works out perfectly. I love that. And, you know, I'm curious too, as, you know, a blogger, podcaster, you are a small business owner. I mean, you have a lot going on, girlfriend, which I absolutely love. And usually when you are dating people or going on dates and whatnot, you know, the the question comes up of, you know, what do you do for work? Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, obviously in LA, it is very more, you know, socially acceptable to be in that kind of industry, very creative. And I know that you mentioned you were in Portland, which I know a few friends. One of my best friends actually moved up there re- recently. And a lot of them like don't get the idea of blogging, being a social media influencer, like all of these things. So yeah. how do you kind of like navigate that weird terrain? And like, were, did you ever face kind of like judgment from people, whether it be oh like, <laughs> like a million percent, like especially Portland <laughs> and LA, it's such a different story. Like I know. Like, I feel like everyone is in LA. So, so different. And, but in Portland, it is like the anti. So like I was taking pictures back in college and people would like look at me like, wow, you must be so self-absorbed. Like mm-hmm. who is this trick? I knew girls made fun of me, but to be honest, I'm like, I just really don't care. I was yeah. like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. And like, I don't give a shit about what you do with your life. So like, don't care about what I do with mine. Like I'm not hurting anybody here. Yeah. Um, so I just continued to like do my, do the damn thing. And um, I had a ton of people who would pass judgment, but I also, used it to my advantage to get jobs. So I got a lot of internships being like, this is how many followers I've had. This is, was my strategy to get there. This is what I could do for you guys. So that's actually how I started. Essentially, like before the digital agency, I'd been doing it for companies for years. Mm-hmm. And I was able to leverage everything else I was doing. I got clients based on the fact that they heard my podcast. Or that's amazing. Got, so like certain things like that, actually, I ended up using to my advantage, but I 100% faced judgment. My family loved them to death, but they did not understand a thing that I was doing. And they were like, you can't make money at this. This doesn't make sense. Like all of the things around it. And now they're like, holy crap, you can make so much money. Like, mm-hmm. And it's just such a pivoted idea. But when I first started, I faced judgment from literally every single person in my life, including the person I was dating. So yeah. I just had to really be like, okay, screw what everyone else thinks. You can love them, but also you don't have to get what I'm doing because it's mm-hmm. not part of your life. So like, you know... No, exactly. And also, it's like such a new industry. And I don't blame our parents for kind of looking at us and being like, what the heck are you doing? My mom is like, why do you have to post everything, Sarah? And I'm like, mom, just just let me do my thing. You Uh don't have to get it. I love you. But let me do my thing. Yeah. I mean, that's just like the age that they grew up in. And you no, know, I love the fact that you were able to kind of, in a way, like show them and like prove yourself and be like, no, you can make a living off of this. And I'm curious, like, when was your tipping point of when you were like, screw the nine to five, like, I'm just going to pursue this thing like head on? 
See, what was interesting is I ebbed and flowed. So I had like before the, the social media agency, the digital agency, I had a different company where we did influencer events and we'd have, you know, influencers come from all over. We did huge talks. They were like 200 person events. They were sponsored by brands. I did that in college. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of interesting, I think, for my parents to see me do a lot of different things and see like what I was passionate about. But I think I made money at everything I did. Was it a ton mm-hmm. of money to begin with? Not at all. But when you're making $250 a post in college, that's a lot different when you're making, you know what I mean? In normal real world life, when you have to pay for everything. Yeah. Back then, I mean, I was still making money on a significant portion of things. And I was making sometimes more than people that were going to a job full time. So I think my parents saw both. I ended up just wanting like something I think a lot of people don't realize it's very, very unstable to just have one facet that you're yeah. in. Um, mm-hmm. Especially from the influencer space. Like even, I mean, from now up until then, I still don't think that uh, it's very few people make a constant income just doing that. They may say mm-hmm. that they do, but they have a few other things happening. Yeah. They always say like you should have at least like, I mean, I know a lot of people say seven is the number, but I mean, it, you should have at least like multiple streams of income, especially in this industry. Yeah. Like podcasting, great for sponsors, great for community, great for, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. I think the tipping point has been different because my job has changed. I worked for uh, so many other people doing their social and then, you know, had that company and then got into the podcast and then closed that company mm-hmm. and then started the new company. So it was different areas. I was able to go full time on it. Probably, I mean, and that's your roundabout question, probably like two or three years ago. But mm-hmm. I knew after I closed that last business that I needed something else because I had the podcast. We weren't making any money doing podcast sponsors. Instagram was great, but inconsistent. And that's why I started the agency. And now now it's like, I don't really care what I make on the podcast and I don't really care what I make it influencing. Like if anything comes, I just add that. I have like ranges yeah. that I know I'll make every month. But it's less of a, a push, which makes me less stressed. Yeah. I think that's super important. Just, I mean, especially when you are our age and, you know, we're all kind of new to, a lot of us are new to just completely being financially independent and it can be scary. And especially when you start off as like an entrepreneur right off the bat, that's definitely nerve wracking. But I definitely would say everything just being cognizant of how much you're making and where you're getting your income from is super important. And I'm also curious, like when you initially decided to put all of this on your plate and go full time with it, obviously not one person can do it. So when did you kind of decide and like, how did you go about finding help and hiring help? Because I feel like a lot of people my age, even, even like podcasting, I was like, this is a lot of work. Like I could low key see myself like hiring out someone and like how do you kind of go about that and like what are the initial stages yeah I mean honest it's, it's a full-time job I say that I have three full-time jobs and people laugh but it's all of it's a full time it is job. like it is to manage the like manage your own podcast book talent get on other podcasts do the show notes do the recordings post to Instagram make all the assets put out the newsletters like make guides I mean there's like just lists make new intros mm-hmm. sponsors there's just there was a point in time too where I knew that I was making enough at the agency that I could hire people out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you have to look. Sometimes you have to spend money to make money. That's how I looked at it. I was like, all right, my time has to be dedicated towards this 
asset for this day. I can't be managing these other things now that something else is like growing. So you, that's when I started. I looked at kind of where I was at and what I could afford. So at first it was my podcast editor. So I was like, I know exactly how I want the podcast to be set up. I just physically can't go in and chop out all of the ums and the likes. And I know. It's a pain in the ass, let me tell you. Yeah. So I mean, and it takes literally some people 20 plus hours. So I mean, straight up for you to be there, that's like two work days. Like I just was like, I can't do this. And I work every day as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think looking at your numbers and then seeing little by little, like we manage a few podcast accounts or do their social for them. And it depends. Like some podcasters are like, hey, I only have like this X amount of money. What can we do for that? So then we'll make them Instagram stories or we'll make them stuff for their feed. It's interesting. You just work with people who can work with your budget. And I think Mm -hmm. working with someone that you can grow with because a lot of people come and they're like, hey, we can't spend $3,000, but this is what we've got. And I think approaching someone in that way and say, these are the things I need and I need them for this cost. Is this doable? And then they'll give you reliable, you know, prices. Finding people is really hard. I've dealt Mm -hmm. with even designers, social media managers, like other people who I've had for my team or my personal, finding reliable people who aren't going to cheat you out of things who aren't going to steal your product, who aren't going to try to get your clients when they're in a non-compete. Like Mm -hmm. it's very, it's super hard. I'm still managing it. And especially with like this space, there's so many talented people. You just have to find someone who feels like they're the best fit. And I think when you realize that someone needs to go from your team or whoever you're working with, like take that gut feeling and rock with it because there's never been a time that I've said this person needs to exit and it was the wrong decision. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going back to your point of it's kind of difficult to find good people, reliable people. I know I personally right now I'm a freelance podcast manager for a couple different people and I got that job all through referrals. And it's really difficult, especially, I mean, in this industry, there's a lot of people who kind of want to do it just for the clout in a way too, which is kind of a weird thought to have, but it's it's true. And so I think also just getting referrals is like a great way to hire someone on or at least know that the person you're hiring is somewhat reliable too. And I mean, I know you obviously do a lot of work yourself with influencers. You have a company, it's called KCM Connect. Connect. Yeah. And so I'm curious, like what made you want to start that business? And because I know you do work with like a lot of influencers and I'm you being yeah. an influencer yourself. I'm yeah. just curious. What's very interesting is I knew, like, I've always known that that space was going to blow up from the moment that, like, I started working in it. I was like, this is what I want to do. I love being in the space. It's super creative, super collaborative. And I help small businesses or medium sized or even large businesses. You know, it's uh, everything, like you said, is referral based. Every single contact that I've gotten and client that we've gotten is by referral. Like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's been a very, very minimal amount of reach out on our end. I wanted to hop into it because I just knew that it was going to grow. There's no way it's similar with podcasting. Like I knew podcasting was going to be big. And in the past year, I think 500,000 new podcasts have emerged. Like they said at the beginning of quarantine, I literally laughed at this because I started mine in January of 2020. So right before shit hit the fan. And my friends texted me like right as quarantine happened. And they were like, Sarah, all the podcast mics are, you know, gone from Amazon. Apparently they were having like a shortage, which Uh I find hilarious. (laughs) 
I know. No, honest, it's crazy. Well, and too, that's when I started mine, like in September. And we only posted like once a month. And then June, yeah. February is when I started posting weekly. And yeah, it was wild. Within that time of like maybe two or three months, I had at least 40 to 50 people reach out to me and say, hey, where did you get your equipment from? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is kind of weird. And then lo and behold, like all these people started popping up with podcasts, which I think it's so cool. The podcast mm-hmm. is like crazy collaborative. I love it. Chat, and then no joke, like there's plenty of people that I've gone on their podcast or they've come on mine. And now we're like legit friends. Like they've traveled here to come like hang out or like have lunch or we talk all the time. Like it's weird how like these random friendships can end up you know, being like lifelong friends, like a, mm-hmm. a few people I've had on my podcast now has been over a year and we're in like a text group and we text like every day or every week. No, that's like, I have a couple of girls who I like met through podcasting and I mean, we text every day and one of the girls that I mentioned earlier, that's the girl who I met through podcasting and we're moving to New York now. It's like insane the connections you make and it's like one of the best things I've done with my life. Oh my gosh, I know. And it's so much fun. I would say talking with people is like one of my favorite things. I know. And I love, yeah. So the podcasting realm is just amazing. But I think everyone should jump into it if they want to. It is a shit ton of work. And I think a it lot is. of people don't realize like that when they first get into it. They're like, I'm just going to pick up a mic and post. Which for some people, hey, that may work and that's awesome for you. But yeah, it's it's a shit ton of work behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a podcast manager. And, you know, the amount of editing and the amount of time I like spend staring at a screen, just editing like the ums and the likes and the awkward pauses. And then when you're, I don't know, you stumble over your words and like trying to put it all together. It's kind of like a math equation. And I'm not into math at all. But that's what (laughs) I associate it with. And, you know, it's a pain in the ass sometimes. But you know, at the end of the day, I do love it and it it is worth it for me. But I mean, for you too, you do have like a lot of influencers I know and other people as well on your podcast. And I'm curious, like what is one thing that you've learned from other influencers in terms of, you know, landing a brand deal or like learn, I guess, like a piece of advice that you've learned from another influencer related to like the industry? Yeah, there's a lot that I've learned from other people or just learn myself. I feel like there's a million things. The first would be to follow up with the brand. There's been brands that have sent me product and I've wanted to do a brand deal with and then their product breaks. Or yeah. it's really, or the product broke me out or whatever the product the problem was. Like reach out to them and tell them about it because there was this one company they did not realize because no one was telling them all of their pumps were breaking. And I reached out and was like, "Hey guys, I love this product, but the the pump broke within like the first time that I used it, and the packaging label came off, and like all these other things." And they were like, "You're kidding!" Like send us pictures. So I sent them some pictures, and then they started to ask for feedback, and it was happening to everyone, but no one was telling them. They were like, and now I've worked with them for years, but it's crazy. You can keep up those relationships or ask when you're done with a brand deal. Like, what do you guys are having next? Oh, we're actually doing something in April. Do you want to hop aboard? Like, let's hop on a meeting. Like you having a very like collaborative mindset of like, how can I help you guys? What was successful about this? Maybe what wasn't, maybe it really, really wasn't a good fit or you ended up, you know, wanting to go in a different direction, whatever that is. I think being upfront with the brand is always always, always a good way to start. And two, knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trade for product, which is wonderful. And I th- like with a lot of the companies that we do influencer relations for, there is a lot of trade for product. And that's great, especially if you're trying to work with the brand. But long term, that is not okay. 
Like that's something that I realized is brands. There's a brand that I worked with five or six times hoping that it would finally get paid. And mind you, I have to pay for photos. I've got to edit them. I've got to do the posting, all the background. And it was never paid. And sometimes you have an inkling that like after five or six times, that's ridiculous. When I first started, I started to realize that. So, And if it's a big enough company, they probably have it in their budget to pay you. They do. They have it. And I I always highball on every single it's everything should be a negotiation is something mm-hmm. that I heard um from someone and I can't remember exactly who that was. They weren't even in the influencer space, but they were like, every time that you come in with a price, make sure it is way above what your actual price is. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you could come in and say, Hey, this post is four hundred and maybe that's your price. Ask them for nine hundred. And then they might go, whoa, 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 that's crazy, blah, blah, blah. Let's do something more reasonable, like 600. And now you've already gone over what you originally wanted your bottom line to be. So I think those are always good tips. Planning your stuff out and having ideas in a list is something that's really been effective for me. So like Instagram stories, for example, sometimes you're like, shit, what do I post today? I have like a list of like 100 things that I could just grab one of them and be like, okay, I've had, I have to go, 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 go. So I'll take a ton of Instagram stories, post them all at once for my day because I can't be on Instagram every five minutes. It's just not gonna work for my schedule yeah. or my job. So I think batching content, amazing. And also having lists for things. If you know you have 15 minutes, you could be like, okay, what's a new product that I got? That would be a slide or what's DMs or start reoccurring things like, you know, wine Wednesday, makeup Monday, follow Friday for other accounts. I'm trying to think some other things that have really worked. Creating your own style. I think that's really, really hard for people. They just do Mm -hmm. what's popular versus what's actually authentic to them. And I notice like anytime that I try to do that, all of my shit just flops. So just do <laughs> do your own thing. Like, and that's even including muting other accounts. There's been plenty of accounts that I've just straight up muted because I just want to mm-hmm. be in my own in my own tunnel, in my own lane, and not care yeah. about what all the other cards are doing. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I can say, you know, just going through your feed and looking at you obviously it's a lot of it is like fashion related and beauty related and you do have your own style and that's it's very apparent compared to, you know, most other people. I think a lot of other people right now are trying to emulate people like, I don't know, Haley Bieber. Love Haley Bieber. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong. Amazing. Love but, yeah. <laughs> but that's like, I think the aesthetic that's that people are trying to emulate. And I really love the fact that you try to stay, you know, authentic and like you said, in your lane and kind of, I guess, just wrapping up then, how do you remain confident in your career and true to yourself. I know you mentioned a little bit about, you know, being authentic and staying in your lane, but is there anything else? There's going to be, I think that people don't say it enough. You're going to question yourself along the way. And I have not heard anyone say that in a podcast. There's not going to be a time. And I think you should question yourself. You should question Mm -hmm. your beliefs. You should question, is this the right thing? None of that is crazy. Like, and uh, people don't say that, but you're not, you're going to have times where you're like, why the hell am I posting this? I literally got a third of the likes. I like this many, only this many people reacted, whatever that is. I try to think, okay, let's say I got, you know, a thousand likes on a post or 500 likes for someone who maybe has like a little bit of a smaller account or whatever, whatever you're getting. Think about 500 people in one room. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So trying to kind of twist that around 30 people is a lot of people in one room. So those 30 people took the time to like, like your post. Mm-hmm. Remember that. And also remember that not all of the content you're going to put out is that great. There's plenty of content that I put out that I was like, ah, that was subpar, but I may not have had the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's 100% okay. You're not always going to post good shit. 
it's not always going to get a lot of likes or comments or engagement. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. The hardest thing of this job is being consistent and showing up. That is the hardest thing to do on any job. So I think remembering that like, you're going to have really good days and really bad days, and they may be in the same day, but showing up and being consistent and being like, all right, this is my end goal. I think making an end goal for yourself or little marks along the way to be like, maybe it's followers or brands or a certain aesthetic you want to get. Just know that everything is possible. There was never anyone that I could go to when I first started on any platform or anything Mm -hmm. that I've done. So knowing that like you have the power to do all of the research, I've barely ever asked someone how to do something, research it yourself. And then you'll be a lot prouder of the content you put out. You're going to have days that you don't feel authentic and that's okay. Write down why. I think that you could be like, is it that you're checking out all these other people's feeds? In which case, mute them, like limit your screen time. And I think write down your values and then repeat that shit over and over and Mm -hmm. over again you believe it. Like for me, why I started my blog was I didn't see any at the anyone at the time who wasn't a millionaire or a size two that was like killing it. Now there's so many people like that. But that was originally why I did it. I'm not some skinny little twig, which if you are the amazing, I love it. (laughs) Full bodied girls that like don't get representation. And for you know, and not being a millionaire, there's plenty of people who are fresh out of college who who could be making a million dollars. But when I started this, I wasn't. So I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to see somebody who's like, like me. So just keep putting yourself out there and you'll find your people. It may take a day. It may take years. It may take months. But I think that's the best advice that I could give. Yeah. No, I love everything that you said. And you know, you were really reminding me, I'm not sure if you know who she is, but Angie Lee. And she is, she has a podcast and I can send you her profile later. But yeah, but I think you'd love her because she talks all about like her hashtag is ready is a lie. And And, you know, when you are going on Instagram live and you only see five people show up, you have to imagine those five people in front of you because that's a lot of people. And or if you get 30 people, that's like a whole classroom. Just imagine that. And so I completely agree. And I mean, I love the fact that you're your why of why you started blogging too. I think it's really important to show, you know, diversity and no one really wants to see. I mean, I love the Kardashians, but it's not realistic. Yeah, it's not realistic. (laughs) And too, it's like, that's, that's amazing and great for them. But also, like we're pivoting to more of this like the real world people are fascinated Mm -hmm. with YouTube and other platforms because they get an inside look on your life and that's where everything is changing especially in the creative world people want more access to you and they want more of you and your thoughts and that's going to be totally different because of your experiences in your life than the next person Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, I think we're really pivoting away from like perfection and we're trying to just like look at like the nitty gritty of every day. And I mean, that's why, you know, I love your podcast because you just – you lay it all out there and I appreciate it. And oh, well, thank you. Of course. Well, where can everyone find you on social media and whatnot? 
Okay. Wow. Get, get ready, everybody. So my personal is Christina Catherine McGinnis. And then the podcast is the Bottled Bond podcast on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. KCM Connect is on Instagram. And then our website is ChristinaMcGinnis.com. It's also the Bottled Blonde podcast.com. They all pretty much go to one portal. And yeah, that's pretty much what's happening over on our platforms. If you want to come over and say, hey, I would love to chat with you. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for coming on the pod. I absolutely love talking to you. You're so freaking cool. And this was a fun conversation. I know. Well, literally anytime that you come up to LA, please. I know you're in San Diego, but I would love that. Or anytime I come to New York, we'll have to grab a drink. I know. Seriously, we will. Okay, so that was the podcast for today. I hope you guys loved it just as much as I did. And be sure to follow Christina on all of the socials. I will link that down in the show notes below. And as I said, be sure to subscribe and follow me on all the socials because, you know, that's where I am most active. Feel free to slide into the DMs as always. And other than that, I will talk to you guys next week and I will be one year older officially. So fun and scary at the same time. But I love you all and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.